0: Good evening and welcome back to another live episode of Red Tinted Glasses here on the Red Tinted Glasses YouTube channel and Callum we weren't really sure what we were going to talk about on this episode because there's not been kind of a lot happening um, down AB24. We're hoping to have some signing news come in but unfortunately we've had some quite sad news um, come in yesterday with the um, Seems to be quite sudden passing of former Aberdeen uh, and long serving Scotland manager Craig Brown, who sadly passed away uh, at the age of 82. So, uh, I think before we get into some of our usual nonsense um, that we do on, on these live episodes, we should start by paying, paying a little tribute to Craig Brown. And of course, we've got that upcoming friendly um, against Preston in a few weeks, a team, of course he managed as well so maybe that friendly will take on a a bit of a new meaning um, as well with both clubs I'm sure looking to pay their respects to Craig Brown Absolutely I saw um, Preston's post as well uh, first of all
1: the the, the amount of things on social media about him talking about um, the type of guy uh, Craig Brown was and how many how many clubs and things paid tribute to to, to the man and sort of Speaks volumes, and Preston posted themselves, and in the replies, there's so many Preston fans saying, you know, a real life for a player, and things like that. So was clearly, well thought of down the road as well. So it would be nice if uh, the clubs could sort something out uh, for that. But very, very sad news. And um, thoughts with the family. Um, me personally, was the first my manager, sort of. I remember. Um, Properly, if I'm honest, yeah. uh, um, uh, watching his <clears> team, and it was when I first started going to games with my pals. Uh, so provided a lot of uh, good memories for me there, and and really studied the ship at Aberdeen too, uh, as well, and gave us a platform sort of to almost where we are now. If you think about the players he brought in. Uh, Johnny Hayes still here, amazingly. Uh, as Paul says, Russell Anderson, last captain to lift something uh, in, in the famous red and white for us. Niall McGinn gave us many good memories, and Mark Reynolds as well uh, proved to be proved to be a, a stalwart uh, in McInnes' first few seasons too. Um a, a, a real shame, a real shame. And it, it has been nice to see the the tributes. To, to him but as I say th- thoughts, thoughts out with the family because um, awful awful sad news
0: Yeah very very sad news indeed and kind of as Paul said in his comment as well we were really in real trouble when Craig first took over and I think you know we owe a lot to um, Craig Brown for laying those foundations as you know you've identified a few key players already with Russell Anderson and Reynolds but As Paul also says, Niall McGinn, what a signing he proved to be for us. And of course, Craig Brown brought Niall to the club and, you know, put Niall in that kind of position in behind the 10 that saw him have have so much success. And maybe without the kind of groundwork that that Craig Brown did, we we might not have had that platform for Derek McInnes to build and obviously bring that that League Cup to um, Patadre. And, you know, maybe some of the players, I think, you know, certainly when Johnny and Niall first signed, I remember both of them speaking um, about Craig Brown's influence and the way Craig Brown spoke about Pataudry and his plans for the club kind of convinced them to to come here. Uh, And I think that speaks quite highly of the man. And I I know there's a a lot of you watching live with us tonight. Um, We'll have probably um, been at various after-dinner events and and Craig always spoke so well at them and always had a, a funny tale to tell. But... What always struck me uh, about Craig Brown was it didn't matter what the occasion was, he always had the time for that ordinary fan or, um, you know anybody linked with football. You know, we never obviously got him on the podcast, but we've had Grant Campbell on the podcast previously, and of course Grant Campbell did a a good. I think it was a two parter he did with him, but was always prepared to give up his own time to to speak to others, um, and speak so happily about football it was uh, fun for him and I know a lot of people uh, it was a bit too soon for me will have had fun memories of course of Craig le- leading us to France in in 98 and you know I'm sure that Brazil game um lives long in the memory for a lot of people or certainly the group stage campaign and it, it was obviously um he was the last manager to take us to World Cup. Hopefully Steve Clark can correct that in, in 2026. But I think, you know, the point you made, Callum, was the amount of tributes that have come in across the footballing world for for Craig Brown just kind of sums him up. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the comments that Paul Lambert, Colin Hendry were making as well about going back to that Brazil game when they were lining up in the tunnel and said, don't worry, lads, they're just shiting themselves as well. You know? just a way to like kind of ease that kind of tension and, and, and pressure. And I mean, yes, Craig Brown, you know, some of the football um, here wasn't the best and we had a lot of nil-nils, but given what he was working with for some of the squad, he did he did a good job. And I'm still gutted about that semi-final that, you know, the Rory Fallon screamer at Hamden, how that turned out. Um, and who knows what could have happened if things had gone better for us on that day. But yeah, sad loss because, of course, he was still working as an ambassador for the club and still going along to matches. And I think the, the tribute that Alan Burrows put out on his social media was was very touching, very moving. And yeah, I think, you know, a, a lot a lot of the tributes are very moving and kind of just sum up Craig Brown as a, as a man that he was. Absolutely. I mean, a couple of things... From
1: from based off what you've said there, I mean, you know, the last Scottish managers take uh, Scotland to a World Cup, this has happened in my lifetime. I'm only now are we getting to this stage um, where it's looking possible. Again, I think that's a testament to how he was a manager and a, as a person more. Uh, you mentioned Rory Fallon there, actually. I went to an under-19s sixteen, uh, under 19s game, it would have been at Petodje, played Kilmarnock uh, with an old pal of mine and um, I remember Ryan Fraser and Declan McManus were playing and uh, Archie Knox and Craig Brown both there as well some of the players uh, as well and um, you know we were sort of lurking around looking Could we get an autograph can we meet any of them get a photo or whatever Uh, 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 no one seemed that, that bothered and then Craig Brown and mm-hmm. grabbed Rory Fallon and said, I think there's some young boys here uh, looking uh, looking to get your autograph there Rory and that like doesn't sound a lot but to a young mm-hmm. kid uh, that that's everything uh, when you're just at, at this game and uh, players that play for your boyhood club and the team you support and you know uh, you go every second Saturday to watch them just that little touch where he didn't need to do it and it doesn't sound much but it was just little things like that it seems and so many people have had so many stories uh, about th- th- things like that and that short, sort of shows I feel like um, he, he had time for everyone and they posted um, the BBC said something about or someone said something that works the BBC saying that when they uh, were recording a Sacked in the Morning podcast uh, usually record for about an hour with Craig Brown he sat for two hours happily talking yeah. uh, talking away to them and it's just little things like that making time for everyone yeah. uh, I think um, that the really shows type of person he was
0: yeah. And I think, you know, some of the young youngsters during his time at Aberdeen, I noticed Jordan Brown posting, um, Dick McManus um, as well. So it just seemed that he had an impact on a lot of these guys uh, in their careers and was always willing to to lend an ear if anyone wanted to speak about anything and was also prepared to give advice. Um, And as well, another memory I've got as well was, of course, when he moved from Motherwell to Aberdeen and, uh, and then we went back to Motherwell and he had that touchline bust up with the, the Motherwell chairman at the time so he wasn't uh, afraid to, to hold his own as well so um a, a nice guy but i'm sure he had a, a fiery side deep down as well but um he'll be greatly missed by by all of scottish football i think it's fair to say yeah
1: absolutely and um, as, as robbie's in the rob rob Milsom, a guy I totally forgotten about he's i saw him on social media as well uh paying tribute so many players that have played under him uh, Gavin Ray, Russell Anderson, all all having lovely things to say about him. It. It's just, but it's nice to see uh, in in a sad moment.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely, and of course, um, that game against Preston is going to see quite a lot of, um, you know, probably tributes as we said paid in. Uh, it's just a shame obviously with the, the train strikes maybe affect some of the, the crowds g- going down but I, I noticed that the Granite City Supporters Club um, are running a bus down um, to that game. Are you still managing to get down? Because I, I saw that you were getting the train but it's cancelled. Are you still planning on heading down? I'm trying
1: my best. Um, I bought my train ticket and then it's now says ticket's coming soon so I don't really know what's going on with with that at all, but I'd like to make my way down uh, somehow, uh, anyhow. But it's looking not, not very likely. Uh, but I'll try my best.
0: Yeah, well, I've got my tickets for the the pre preseason game today, so I've got the the two games in a, in a couple of weeks against Torriff and Fraser So I'm sorted for the the Scottish games. I'll let you take care of the the English ones, and between us, we'll we'll have preseason relatively covered. So uh, with the players coming back for pre-season um, tomorrow and I think you know probably given the the news that that broke yesterday there's no real surprise that potential signings if they have been made have kind of been delayed I think you've got to kind of respect that in a sense but it feels like the Graham Cheney signing is all but there, with of course the mm. daily record breaking that he's back up north um, to hold more talks around signing a, a new three year deal at the club um, and also be given the captain's armband. It, it really feels around Graham, Shinne, just a matter of when, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. I am delighted. I mean, it was always going to take a little bit longer with all the issues, sort of with what was happening at Wigan, where it looked like they were going under and players could leave for free if they didn't get paid. And then all of a sudden, the day before that, that date was meant to happen. Uh, that, that there was a new ownership, but it seems things have been ironed out, and I am very, very happy that Graham Shinney will be returning north, and I think uh, hopefully a lot more will be coming in as well because I'm getting a little bit nervous. Uh, still plenty of time, though, of course, but Graham Shinney will be an excellent place to start, giving them that armband, driving the standards on and off the park, and uh, I'm just waiting just waiting
0: patiently for it to be announced. Well, not not so patiently. really. I was going to say there's no patience about you when it comes to to signings. And no. I think there's maybe a few fans have got a, a bit of itchy feet around the fact that we've not got players come in in terms of when the players are back from preseason. And I think, you know, I, I noticed Ramadani's Instagram. It looks like he's still on holiday. Um, so um, potentially Duke's going to still be on holiday because he was playing... Um, the African Cup qualifiers. So let's all try and remain calm if there's no pictures of Duke in preseason season uh, tomorrow. Um, let's try and not think that he's maybe going uh, elsewhere. Hopefully he will still um, be here when we're back in competitive action. Um, another kind of, I guess, player that we're waiting on um, remains to be Liam Scales. But uh, on the other side, it looks like we're set to potentially get Another Liverpool low knee, um with um, Rhys Williams being the name linked the the Liverpool centre half. Um, excited by that one, Kyle? um Look, I can't I can't say I've, uh, I've seen him all that much in
1: action. However, six foot five, I'm happy. It's just yeah. immediately when I see a centre back six foot five, I, I'm very very happy. And um, people did some did some deep diving on on what some Blackpool fans had said about him. Not very complimentary. However, of course, we have said the same uh, about players in the past that have turned out all right. And Watford, uh, was it Watford fans, yes, Watford yeah. fans uh, saying some pretty bad stuff about uh, Matty Pollock, Kell Roos from Derby and um, Angus McDonald told the Swindon fans to fuck off. So, um, you know, I, I'll try, try not to read into it too much. 22 years old, already got relationships with, uh, with uh, some of our players, not just Leighton Clarkson, of course, Agent Shaden and Jaden as well. So, uh congrats to them but it's also it'd be good to see us make use of this good relationship that we seem to have uh, with Liverpool um, you know bet- between the Ramsey deal and uh, the Clarkson deal if we can continue to to um, exercise that, that that good relationship then I'm happy because they're a big club there will be a lot of young players there that won't quite make the grade and if we can give them a chance here and then maybe persuade them to stay up like Leighton Clarkson is done uh, then then I think it could be a good a good uh, avenue for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as as Mark Leslie says, Wickham fans also said Anthony Stewart was good. So never trust what fans say. But I think on Anthony Stewart, who we'll come on to a little bit later, um when we did get George from the Wickham Way on here, he did say that he wasn't a ball-playing defender, and Jim Goodwin just completely ignored that. Um so we've kind of got to remember that you know we we players need to play to the, the system um in question. Um, and Mark, there was a comment from you earlier before we actually went live about doing a draft 11 featuring players in the Craig Brown era that me and Callum have seen and are going to look into doing an episode on that based on, um, for those maybe that haven't been around the channel um, for a long period of time, we of course did a, a draft project 11 for the Derrick McInnes era, so certainly something that we'll look into to getting done um, as well in the meantime on that, but... Back to Rhys Williams. I was speaking to Jack Gill, who came on the show, um, to give us a Liverpool point of view on Leighton Clarkson, and he's been, you know, keeping in touch, you know, last season, um, around Leighton, and he dropped me a message. Well, he dropped the podcast page a message on Rhys himself. Um, I forgot to put it in the notes, so I'm just going to read off the the DM that he sent um, just now. So he said, Rhys Williams is an interesting one. Did a lot of work with our academy. As you know, he never really stood out to me. But in terms of his height and physique, he's a lot further developed than the rest, which is why I think he got a nod over the better youngsters than him when we were in the centre-back crisis they had a few seasons ago. He held his own then, but I feel like it hampered his development a bit as he was nowhere near ready Again, last year at Blackpool, he was in a team nowhere near good enough for the Championship. And therefore, I think the fans looked to him with big expectations as he'd been involved in our first team, but that he still needs time. I think he needs a big break. And at Aberdeen, I think he'll suit the league well. However, I don't like the idea of another loan. I think it's best for both him and the club he finds a new home. So interesting that Jack maybe sees the deal being better as a permanent rather than uh, another loan. But. Um, I, I guess kind of a, a point that Jack makes is that you know when we sign players from Liverpool, we we come with expectations. But he only played 17 times for Blackpool last season. He was recalled in January, so hasn't played any football competitively um, since then. But if he's wanting to come and um, improve a point, I happily come here and improve a point. And he's got Angus McDonald to, to play alongside as well. Absolutely, and I mean it might be
1: uh, a loan deal to start off with. For him, might be might be the uh, best option for him. Of course, me uh, might not like this, but if he does well, and performs well, he might be able to get a better permanent move uh, than Amber Dean. Mm-hmm. However, we probably thought the same thing about Clarkson, and, and you know we might be able to tempt him to stay up north. Uh, so I think uh-huh. a loan deal in a sense of try before you potentially buy uh, could could work, and. Um, I'm excited, and as you mentioned, about him not playing the second half of the season, uh, at least at first-team level. That's why I would love him to be in this week, right at the start of pre-season, mm-hmm. get him up to speed, involved in all the friendlies, and uh, hopefully he'll have uh, so, some more um, new, new
0: signings alongside him at some point. Yeah, exactly. I was speaking to my friend Sarah, and said, who's a Liverpool fan, and I said to her that um, as much as she likes Jurgen Klopp, this is still going didn't need a lot more work to forgive him for recalling Danny Ward but he's doing his best with trying to give us more talent of course Harvey Blair I think the Liverpool winger was uh, also linked to us as well so um, if we want to just be set up as a feeder club for Liverpool's best talent then I- I'm here for it as long as they perform to the levels that both Leighton and Danny have performed to but they've set the standard very high Yeah but I absolutely agree I mean they could both come up here save petrol at the same time be as well Yeah, yeah, might as well. Um, There was someone, uh, Andy Rankin tweeted us um, this evening before we came live. uh, And I think Robbie Hanratty also made a comment about it um, tonight on the live so far. But I'll pick up on um, what Andy tweeted us. Um, He said, What is the consensus on what we need um, Mm -hmm. with? like still need, because I think we are still quite short, thinking we need f- at least four starters, centre-back, he said, two left-back and a number 10 type midfielder. After that, backup keeper, which a lot of people seem to still be kind of clamouring for, despite the fact that Joel Lewis is still contracted to us for another season, um, and possibly a backup slash development midfield and right-back. Um, what, what would you say is a number of signings you would be expecting to see between now and the start of the season Start of the season, okay um, For start of the
1: league season I would expect a left back at uh, least two centre backs so Reese Williams potentially being one of them and um, mm. Graham Shinney, four and then <laughs> I would probably like uh, before the start of the league season another forward option where that, whether that be a winger or a ten or both mm a la Tech glitch uh, which appears to have fallen off, um, then then I would be very happy. That last one may be not essential before the start of the league season. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then in addition to that so that, that, that's that's five. And then in addition to that I would like a backup goalkeeper that is Scottish so that we can register him as another player for the Europa League that helps me reach, reach the quota and is there if we need it. Um, with Ross doing and Connor Hazard uh, mentioned, I suppose they don't actually need to be Scottish as long as they've trained in Scotland for three years, between 15 and 21. Um, so there we go. Thank you, football managers. So there we go. Five before the start of the league season. So just over a month, five signings. Shinné included as one of them, Reese Williams as another. It's not too
0: much to ask for, I wouldn't feel it's not too much to ask for, but I would have kind of liked to have probably three of that five in by Sunday, Monday before the, the club head over to Portugal, because I think as you know, Jim Goodwin mentioned last season, probably the, the trips away are a, a good opportunity for the players to bond players to get to know each other in uh, that good environment, of course. Um, we also have Vicente Bazaouin, Um mm-hmm back uh, unavailable and interesting to see um, what he cooks up this season um, I, I'm sure eager to to prove a point after what was I'm sure a frustrating mm. end to his Aberdeen time last season uh, Anthony Stewart of course back could he be one of the um, centre half options that you allude to because I I, I saw you tweet about the fact that um, Vicente could be considered a, a new signing uh, and then you've also got Dante Povara um, who ended his time at Charleston Battery with a man-of-the-match performance and grabbing himself an assist. Um, coming back into that, maybe as uh, Andy says, maybe development midfielder sort of position? Possibly, possibly. I am delighted about the
1: return of the Marshall boy, though. Uh, sticky toffee puddings across the northeast should watch out. I'm very happy about that. I still think we need another sort of forward player uh, in addition to him. Uh, if Anthony Stewart is going to be involved which I don't expect he would be I would still like another two centre-backs in um, just because lots of football we're probably going to I feel like maybe in Europe we might shift back to that sort of five at the back we're going to need um, at least at least well we're probably going to need four centre-backs I mean Jack Milne it'll be interesting to see what happens with him yeah. Um uh, and with Dante Polvara, I'd love for it to work out, mainly because he's just a big six-foot-five American guy. Uh, we've not seen a lot from him. We've not seen a lot, and you never know. Maybe Barry's the man to take him on to that next level. And I suppose with, let's presume, Sheney signs, Ramadani, Barron and Clarkson, there probably isn't much room for another centre midfielder unless it's someone like Polvara who's going to know their role. They're going to be a rotational piece, Um and maybe if it fits that mold and it saves transfer fees or whatever, uh, it saves a bit of bother on that
0: front. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's going to be uh, interesting to see kind of what happens. Um, you put a tweet out on the uh, Twitter page at RTG underscore podcast if you don't follow us on Twitter, um, asking out of the players who you felt were realistic but we have not been linked to so far. Who would fans like to see? Um, It was good to see that folk did not take the realistic option straight away by suggesting we try and sign Ronaldo because he's coming back to Europe. But um, good to see various suggestions coming in um, um, to that tweet. But we both kind of picked up a a couple of players um, each. I'll I'll let you go first on some of the suggestions that, that you had, Callum you'd need to take yourself off mute would be very helpful. Good point. Thanks very much. It's good to know I don't
1: just do that in teams meetings, so that's fine. (laughs) Um, Of of the players uh, suggested suggested, um, a latest one from uh, Annie McPherson. My hat, my coat was pretty good, by the way, fair play. Uh, I enjoyed that. At first I was like, oh, who's that? Mm, No, not a real player. Uh, Mark O'Hara was one that I'd sort of mentioned um, previously. I, I think he's a good midfielder. He'd be a good option. Uh, Scottish as well, so fits that sort of criteria that we might be looking for. Um, however, you know, with the aforementioned midfielders already in, I'm not sure um, how likely that would be. Victor Latoury is sort of another one uh, from Ross County. He looks pretty capable at times in, in a poor uh, Ross County squad, which is interesting. Dylan Smith at Ross County. From uh, Sharon Forbes was a good suggestion. Mm-hmm. I felt uh, a young centre back, so he could develop, learn from you know likes of McDonald, uh, perhaps. Um I think he was—he's he, 16 still, yeah. or maybe perhaps he goes back on loan to Ross County. I don't know. Is that a waste? And um, I, I would quite like uh, that as well. The and follow,
0: uh, th- the follow-up point that Sharon made on um, Dylan Smith, because I think someone said about his age. Um, You know, being a young guy, but he fits the profile is what she said about kind of us bringing in players, developing them and then selling them on for for profit, um, which I thought was a very good point. And yeah, you were very impressed by him up in the the most recent meeting between the two sides as well. Um, Obviously, if we did sign him, he would be suspended for the start of the the league campaign anyway, but um, he would uh, certainly tick the the homegrown um, box for Europe. Absolutely. I saw someone... Uh, suggested Stefan Johansson
1: free after leaving QPR. Uh, there was a little bit of a Twitter rumor that seems to have gone quiet uh, that he was spotted at Aberdeen Airport, um, yeah. but perhaps that's just kept under wraps and 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 still quiet uh, and, and you know until maybe Shinny Williams are out the way, and a flurry mm. this week. You never know. <laughs> um, for him, I would actually be quite happy. Uh, Fortunately, he played for Celtic. However, uh, very comfortable in centre midfield, can play as sort of more of a holding midfielder or slightly more in behind. I have seen some UPR fans say see, say see his legs were sort of going uh, this season. Perhaps as a, as a creative ten who's got an experience uh, experience at the championship level played in the Champions League or whatever with Celtic uh, too. So uh, there's a few interesting ones. Was there any that caught your eye, Glenn, before we move on to our options?
0: Um, well, I saw this one from David McLennan, and I guess with Ryan Fraser frozen out of your beloved Newcastle, yeah. um, would he come back? Um, would we want him back? Wages would be would be an issue. Yeah. Um, I guess I saw, slightly. <laughs> I saw a few people also suggest Michael Rose, of course, again, would be looking at the centre back options again, a player that was uh, in our midst in terms of the youth ranks, but again, wages could be another problem. And um, as Lee Seymour suggests, Martin Boyle is another name again, links to, to Aberdeen as well, but I would happily take him, but I just don't think he would come to, to be honest. Um, um but I certainly, certainly think a few folk are going to be um, on flight tracker over the next few days. I love that app so much. Uh, anybody that's flying, I'll track their flight, where they're coming going. And uh, I remember when I sent to you, as it was Stu McCombie had sent to me on WhatsApp that there was a, two private jets that had come in the other week, one from Southampton and one from Leon. Nothing developed out of them, but it's just funny how everyone finds a private jet to to track into Aberdeen and immediately it's a, a signing unless you get Marley Watkins giving away the the plane's flight code. That's true. Uh, another another mention that I liked uh,
1: from the Sheep nineteen o three on Twitter was Andre Finar Finar which would be a mouthful, uh, and <laughs> which would be entertaining enough as it is trying to see Rob McLean get his get his tongue around that one pause um, <laughs> although he'd be all, probably alone loan from Bologna who we hopefully have good relations with a 6 foot 2 21 year old Icelandic midfielder who's already played 9 times for the national team uh, I thought that was an interesting one and just one I'd get excited about because Icelandic all loan from Bologna it would just be fun wouldn't it
0: if you're on the replies to the Twitter page as well you can maybe go and scroll and see and find it there was a guy a guy Mitch um who is in Japan, he suggested a Japanese player, of course, Alan uh, McCartney, who listens in Sydney. He suggested a few A-League players as well. And I saw a few of you also suggest players based in Scandinavia. And I think it's good now that based on what we've been doing in terms of the transfer market recently, us as fans are now broadening our horizons to looking at players out with Scotland. Um, Although, admittedly, the players that I've got to suggest Mm. are all playing here domestically. Um, But if us as fans can highlight some of these players, um, I remember when Alan was on the show, he mentioned Keanu Bacchus, who of course has gone to St Mirren. Both of us are big fans of him. So we've got fans that can identify these players. I'm sure we've got scouts doing the exact same as well.
1: Absolutely. I've found the reply you're talking about. Uh, Did you just mention it? because you want me to hear try and pronounce the Japanese name. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, not at
1: all. hero <laughs> Akimoto, ah, well, uh, who is apparently, according to Mitch, very, very versatile, who can do all the positions Hayes can do at the moment and play as a striker. So a good utility, man. Big mm-hmm. fan of that. Quick and not afraid to go hard in challenges compared to usual Japanese players, he says. And physically strong for his size, bit of a shit house merchant as well. So fitting mentality for Scotland.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Big fan of that. Um, do you want to uh, suggest uh, name your players that you you perhaps like us to see sign, and then I'll go through some the Instagram ones, and then my two that I mentioned on Twitter. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So the first one that I said to you, um, and I was quite surprised not to see it mentioned on Twitter. Um, so as I don't see the Instagram replies so I don't know if it was mentioned in there um, was considering I feel we need another left back um, Harry Milne um, formerly of Cove Rangers and um, currently at Partick Thistle made it into the um, SPFL championship team of the, the team of the year um, as well and has certainly been attracting interest from other premiership teams Hibs shock Um, so it'd be quite Funny to, to beat them to another signing, so he would be my first suggestion. Um, in terms of like a forward player, um, I don't know now that we signed Esther Sokler if we we need him, but Dick Poakanyemi from Air was obviously one that um I was thinking of, but um, at Airdrie, a a player who did really well last season, you know, we've seen. Teams previously go down to the lower leagues and and pick off gems from there. You've got both Callum Morrison at Falkirk and uh, Callum Gallagher at Airdrie, but both of them are more wingers slash forwards and I don't know if we really need that sort of area. Mm. Um, I'd kind of like to see us strengthen more defensively. Um, So that was why Harry Milne uh, and I had Dylan Smith down as well um, as another option. So that would be my kind of two defensive defensive minded players I'd be looking up I'd be interested to see if Harry Milne could make the step back up Uh, well step up at all actually uh, well I thought he held his own is, I, I don't know about you but the certainly the game that we played against them in the cup I thought he played very well I mean I don't know yeah. if we were exactly amazing and I know he was up against Shaden Morris for certainly the last half hour but I thought he more than held his own and he's certainly bulked up a lot from his cove days yeah that's fair um,
1: Simi uh, of the Emma variety not Neil uh, suggested Stephanie Hansen on Instagram as well you can follow us at rtg.podcast there uh, if you fancy get involved I'll maybe do some more polls uh, for upcoming episodes so if you want to get your suggestions in nice and early get involved in that uh, Liam Bell suggested Stuart Finlay which I quite like mm. um, left-sided defender if Scales isn't coming back um, and then, you know, left-sided defenders, hard to come by, fits the Scottish quota, can, knows he can do it in this league. I like that shout. Um, Eric grief said Max Lowe. Personally, I'd love it. And I did see a car that had M, A, and then Lowe without the E uh, in Aberdeen yesterday. So yeah, I was like, oh, maybe you never know. You've got to be careful
0: because folk are going to suddenly take that as he's been up in Aberdeen. And that actually, funny. it's funny because I did... Think that when they got promoted to the Premier League, I was like, I don't know if he's a Premier League player, mm. but I don't, I don't know if he's a
1: Premiership player, mind you. Um, uh, that might there, there might be a level team. in between there, um, I
0: all right,
1: yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking that he might, you know, he might not make that drop um, from the Premier League to mm. cinch Premiership to play Ross <laughs> County away. Uh, Bradley Duck, uh was, was mentioned. Sean Rooney, um, I'm not mm. sure uh, if that's necessarily likely with uh, um, um,
0: his beloved Rooney at, uh, at Fleetwood Town. I suppose, though, Fleetwood have got a bit of issue at director boardroom level. Mm. I'm pretty sure their owner is a way to go to prison, so there could be maybe some options to...
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, Harry Rothney said... Uh, Left back suggested swap Stewart for Behitch, maybe, uh, which would be interesting. Uh, certainly, uh, Scales please and Ali Love Sheep also said reckon we could we should have a look at Bacchus. Mm. Yeah, my suggestions that I left on Twitter largely Football Manager based on that. Well, that's the reason I knew who they were. That's the reason I knew who they were because I knew their contracts were up at the end of the season. Yaku Meaty, we could call him Mighty Meaty. Um he is a strong player uh, left leaving Reading when his contract expires on the 30th, 30th of the sixth, seventh goal, seven goal contributions can play as a striker winger on either side. I would be happy with that. We we're going to play with wingers. It's an alternative to Duke sort of more like for like, because he can also do those positions. And uh, Josh Martin was another one, 21 years old, uh, leaving Norwich, um, looks technically very, very good, if not a little bit lightweight, and has, looks like he's got a good eye for a pass, also would be free. Um, so that, that was mine too. It uh, feels like we've just got the UK and Ireland scouting package on Football Manager 2023.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think that the point that Stephen McPhee music makes, um, good to have you along tonight, Stephen, um, that we need the whole squad to be okay with rotation this season, Eagles at the door. Um, Thankfully, we lost one ego last season of Jim Goodwin departing. Um, But I I think I trust Barry Robson to deal with that better than Jim Goodwin would have dealt with it. Um, And I'm sure a lot of the players will be aware that, um, you know, maybe some that were frustrated at lack of minutes last season will maybe get more this season with, of course, the amount of games. I'm also interested to see how Barry Robson deals with the kind of tactical side of maybe having to change formation from a Thursday to a Sunday uh, and how those players deal with it. Um, and Andy Wright asks, is Bavage going to get a chance this year? What's your thoughts on that, Colin? Um Well, if we don't sign another
1: player who could play in that forward role uh, as a striker, then I would say definitely he'll get some minutes, um, which I think I would be happy with just sort of bleeding him in slowly because um, he's very very young and you know definitely not ready you'd feel like physically uh, to play at, 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 at this level um sort of every week i don't know what happened there um, because that could be very detrimental on a, on a young body um, so i would i'd I would like to see him sort of bleeding in getting 10 15 20 minutes here or there when you know perhaps we are comfortable at home uh, you know a, t- a couple goals ahead and I- I- do have another game coming up uh, quickly and um, I-, I I just don't know if uh, even if not alone might be too early right now because as I say don't want to play him too many games at such a young age because that can have awful awful effects whilst he's still developing
0: Yeah but I suppose if we got like a you know a lower league team maybe like a league two team you know like what we did last season on and away in the league cup I'd be like Happy to give him minutes against them or significant minutes um, for that. Yeah, and go. Sorry, Andy. You saw what
1: happened to him, didn't you? Made a glass by the age of 30. Don't want that, do we?
0: Well, I mean, Michael Owen was scoring plenty of goals before he was 30, but I'm happy if Babbage Thank was doing that. but <laughs> If we get the best out of him before his career ends, then that'll be fine by me. But going back to the point that Stephen made uh, about egos, I think Ewan makes a good point. Um, I'm sure Shinny coming with getting the armband, as he says, Captain Shinne will keep egos in line, a leader by example. And again, I think it's probably a, a fair point because at, at times last season, I don't really think we had many leaders on the pitch um, when our captain went into hiding or got himself sent off. But um Do you think we'll see Anthony Stewart this season, Callum? Um, As we said, of course, pre-season back tomorrow. I I have to say, I think some of the criticism leveled at at him on social media, certainly over the last couple of days, feels a bit over the top, feels very personal, um, which I think is pretty much uncalled for. Um, Yes, he wasn't the best. Yes, he was obviously part of the worst week in our, our history, but I still don't think that deserves direct personal abuse. Um, regardless of what you think of his ability. But um, I'm not saying Barry Robson's a miracle worker, um, but keeping things simple could work for Anthony Stewart. um, Or as someone else said on the other flip of the coin is, um, he could make Angus McDonald nervous and bring Angus McDonald down, as we saw with other pairings last season.
1: I can't see him playing competitive football for us um, this season. I think it probably would be best uh, for everyone if we just sort of part ways um, and he gets to move back down south where he can sort of be more comfortable and things because it, it didn't work out for many probably fans. The is probably burnt already. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying it, it, it wouldn't work in, in Robson's system that he was playing last season, However, I'm just not sure we will still be playing the same kind of football. Uh, at least not not every week last season. A lot of what Robson was doing was uh, using the tools that he had rather than what we could potentially get this summer. And um, I just I, I I can't see it happening. And I think, although as a sort of penalty box defender, most of the time, not all of the time. Granted, he what he looked fine. I just think we need to be looking at people who can do that, but also play a little bit I'm not saying you know the Franz Beckenbauer back there but we can play a little bit when we're at home and when the onus is on us and we will have a lot of the ball we can't just have people shilling passes uh, out, out out to the wings and then eventually out of the park we can't be
0: having that No that that's true and it'll be interesting I think would you be opposed to seeing him loaned out for a whole season that just runs down his contract and then we get nothing for him come the end of the season? Absolutely not. If they pay his wages,
1: I mean, that's fine. And it works for everyone. I mean, some teams probably aren't very likely to pay a fee for a centre-back at, at, at his age. I'd be happy with that. Or if it's just contract done, allow someone to sign him per- permanently for free um, yeah. and there's just sort of no love and no uh, finances lost, perhaps.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And one player that looks set not to join um, the Dons, um, despite seems to be a prolonged dragging out of a transfer saga and um, is go ahead Eagles um center defensive midfielder Jay it says and um, I'm kind of glad we've pulled the plug on this deal and um, because we used to be probably this would be a player that we would still be flirting with come August and just bending over to to sign him but the Dons taking a much stronger stance on players that are maybe stringing us along and um, waiting for other options or weighing up other options um, and has allowed us to move on to to new targets. Um, do you feel this de- deal is dead in the water or do you think this may be one that we revisit again, come transfer deadline day?
1: Um, I would presume it's dead in the water. I, uh, I personally don't want a player that doesn't want to be here. And um, I feel like when the going gets tough, uh, they will not be the tough to get going. Um, and there were sort of rumours that he'd chosen Venezia over us, um, mm. you know, clearly preferring their kits over our new away one, and clearly preferring canals to uh, the Don and the D. But that's not been tied up either. So is he just doing the same thing to them as well? <laughs> I don't know and um, it, it'll be interesting to see because i would expect that to be done by now given the fact we pulled out and that was the rumor um days ago that that, that was going to be the case he was going to end up there Um but whether that doesn't happen and then we maybe go again potentially lower our offer and say look you've still not ended up anywhere else i still wouldn't have him until um he was in the red shirt and then i'd be delighted just because it's
0: Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, will I take that personally because I'm half Dutch. I don't know. Um, you mentioned oh, I the away happy kit. just because we've signed a Dutch players because he's Dutch.
1: Yeah. the little muscle boy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Kella, of course. Um you mentioned the new away kit there. Um what's your thoughts on it? You pre-ordered it, of course, coming out tomorrow. I have pre-ordered it. And
1: when it was first night, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I love it. And then I was like, hmm. I wish the colours were a bit brighter. I wish the green or whatever it is was a bit more green, a bit more turquoise or teal. Instead, it's got a little bit white, but I still like it, and it'll be a collector's item, I'm sure. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yes, I have ordered it. Um, I like it. It's it's nice. Um, I'm happy. And, you know, something different, and not just a random template that's like Bayern's third kit uh, as well. And we'll
0: still have last season's away kit as our third kit. Um, where's the home kit, though? What's that about? Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. I thought that would have been released by now, but um, yeah, I'll down to Potaudry tomorrow after work to to pick up the away kit and then take it away with me as um off to the Netherlands on Thursday. So I'll um, show the Dutch a, a real kit. I'm sure a few then will be... If you see J.H. <laughs> Zez, let him know what for. <laughs> yeah. Well, hmm, I'm not really near there, but um, I'll see who I see at the airport. Maybe there'll be a wee player sitting on the plane on the way back on, on Sunday. So I, I'll let you know. Um, Lee Seymour said did you see Osasuna were expelled from the Conference League and replaced by Athletic Bilbao I tell you I would love to get Bilbao because that trip to San Sebastian to play Sociedad was uh, really good that would be great to get them if um, they go straight into the groups Yes, true wild what happened by the way because
1: Osasuna this is such a tangent uh, apparently kicked out because of like some sort of allegations or things or irregularities or something like that that happened about ten years ago, and yet mm. you know, man, say get just get away with murder, uh, Barcelona get away with murder. So it uh, doesn't really make any sense. Poor
0: Suna. Yeah. Um. He also commented on the price of the kit being sixty pound. Think it's pretty steep. Well, um, for those of you that've got DNA, at least you'll get it for free if you're a season ticket holder. You at least get. off, is it 20%? I can't remember. But I decided just to pick it up from store because I couldn't be arsed paying four pounds to um get it posted. Um but Jay says he likes it, but do you feel the kit is more of a marketing thing rather than something we'll actually wear? I think that's kind of the intelligence about it, because if it is a marketing thing, you just need to look at social media when the kit was released. Um very much a Marmite kit. Folk will either love it, folk will either hate it. Speaking to a few of the guys at work who said they like it and then some said they didn't but their kids will love it so they're gonna have to buy it anyway Um, and I think as you said it's going to become a bit of a collector's item and those that certainly collect football shirts certainly the unique football shirts will be be all over that And I think it's really telling uh, as well that that kit broke records from the sales of last season when the the two kits last seasons were of course based on that quite iconic design from 40 years ago
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's smart, and uh, also just sort of maybe telling us now more where the direction's going and uh, the clubs going um, in terms of how they're going to market themselves and things. Because it had a lot of people talking, then, and I suppose Mm -hmm. that's that's the aim of the game um, in football, really.
0: Yeah. Oh, you can only get a top on the highest tier of DNA. Didn't know there was tiers to DNA, but I'm not going to get into that point just now. Um, On the point of um, Jay Idze's calm, we were discussing how we were going to drag out some content this week Um, in, in terms of um stuff to speak about. And we kind of spoke about whether or not Stephen Gunn um, trying to sign players is a bit like when you first meet a girl and you're trying to do a bit of flirting with him and I just wonder if Stephen Gunn when he first meets a player you know it'd be funny if there was like a Y Scout slash Tinder and you're just going through looking at players rating and like swipe like them they get like a notification that there's a club interested in them but do you think like when Stephen Gunn's like messaging a player to show his interest do you think he like waits an hour once a player replies like don't be too keen just keep it calm and then, like over like the few weeks, he suddenly like messaging him at every like five minutes, like whoosh, straight in there. Gunnar's a veteran of the game. He yeah. has the Riz, as the
1: kids call it these days, uh, drowning in Riz. And um, I, I reckon that uh, there's a chance. Could you, could you imagine if that was the case? I mean, no wonder we picked up Angus McDonald. That's a straight, straight swipe. Oh, um, that's I, a problem. Whoop. Oh, exactly, exactly. And <laughs> um, you know. It'd be interesting, that, that would be for sure. Um, I reckon Gunn knows what he's doing.
0: Do you reckon he can, he can woo a player? Um, um, or, or does he leave that to Davy? Oh, I don't know. Who do you think sends the Duke picks? No dick picks here, just straight picks of Duke. Here you go. Do you want to join Aberdeen? Bang, there's a pick of Duke. Actually, to be honest, I'd be sending that picture of Angus MacDonald by the pool, be like, do you want to be alongside this guy? There you exactly. Go. Exactly. I think of the Instagram followers. A couple of posts with these guys, and you will be through the roof. <laughs> Do you think like he goes on to the folks' Instagrams and like once they follow him, just be like scroll through, cheeky like, show them interested, and then drop a wee DM. Don't want you to come never, across weird, but here's me.
1: You never. Oh wait, sorry. You and Grant. Nah, Stephen Guns goes straight in with ultra ris topless photos. Oh. Look, if it works, it works. Apparently. Uh, yeah. Jay Moyer Cormac definitely does the DMs he was looking up Conor Hazard yeah he was not not to find out what was the availability was just to message him just
0: to yeah. get in there Cormac gets the teeth out do you want teeth like these come up here and I'll give you a good wage goodness me what has this show become <laughs> with a side with a side of Rowies as well since he can't have them because he's got a stock load waiting oh dearie me do you, well, like, do you think Gunnar also like, speaks to a player for so long and he thinks, oh, this it's just going really well? And then all of a sudden, the player's just like, nah, Just, just stops replying. Just get aired. aired. Yeah. Is that what they
1: call it? Unmatched no, it's, on Tinder. It's not ghosted. Go. Ghosted, aired, same thing. I don't know.
0: Love Island's on, isn't it? People are yeah. not coming here for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, a, I was at a wedding at the weekend. And, um, it's such an adult thing to do now. Um, when you probably meet, like, I don't know if you've maybe got to that stage in your life yet, Colin. but you you go to like an event and you've not seen people for a few years. Oh, it's great to see you really need to catch up. Like we'll get something organized. And do you catch up? No. The next time you Mm -hmm. catch up is an event, like in two years time. Oh, great to see you again. Oh, we should really get that game of golf, like organized. Uh, and loose, if you are listening, let, let's actually get that game of golf um, organised. Um, but it's like if folk go on holiday, oh, like we'll catch up after your holiday, see how see how it was. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Probably the person's got absolutely no intention of meeting up with you, um, like after their holiday, and then it just never happens. It's such an adult thing to do. Same, like remember when we left the wedding? Oh yeah, we'll definitely we'll all organise something. We'll get a group group thing going. Not heard from any of them since. So. <laughs> That was absolutely what Jade says did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you at Cormac Park. Yeah. Gunnar's still sitting there waiting.
1: He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll see, I'll see you once you've got a manager. I'll see you then. I'll see you once you've got a manager. Oh, oh they finished third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you once my contract expires. It's
0: not yeah. happening. No, it's not. Um, right, moving on, since we're getting too much into Love Island territory and folk, are, as you said, are not here for that. No. Um Fixtures, Um, they come out this Friday at nine o'clock. As I said, I'll be in the Netherlands. That's why we're doing the show today. Um, But we will be back next week, kind of catching up on the the fixtures being released and hopefully um, a few more signings. Um, What's the first fixture you would like, Callum?
1: Um, Look, right. Mm, You're not going to enjoy this, Glendis, but bear with me here, right? I am going to be away on the first weekend, however, strategically, it, all me and all my mates, all going away, and I was like, "Oh, let's make it somewhere central in Scotland so that we can still make it to the Aberdeen game, and then even if it's a home <laughs> game, it'll be like an away game." However, it's in it's nearby, Stirling, so like Livingston away or something, something where you know close to get to. Uh, if we're hungover, we can just roll out, get there, and then also. Also potentially three points. I want an easy hmm. start. Uh I don't know if Livingston away is that, but it's close by for me. So that'll be fine. Um I, just like an easy start. Dundee away would be another one as well. They'll have their own. Oh, we won the league. La-da-da-da-da. Tony Docks there. That'll be interesting. Him versus Barry Robson. And uh we've not done well in Dundee uh recently, despite um, you know, winning three one last time we were there. Yeah. I would I would like to start rectifying that and starting the season, showing we mean business.
0: Yeah, I, I have to say I was really surprised because we put this out, well, you put out on Instagram an hour ago and I had it out on, on the Twitter page or from Monday. I have to say I was really surprised by the amount of people that want to play Rangers first um, at home, like Adam Heddle does, um, to kind of get that statement win. Um, Again, the the joint most popular answer was Dundee. um, But as you rightly point out, that would need to be a way we can't face Dundee at home. Um, Same with Celtic. Both Celtic and Dundee will probably have home fixtures given it'll be flag day um, for both of their respective title wins. Um, but yeah, I think for me it would have to be Dundee would be the first one that I would look to, if not give me uh St. Johnson or Kilmarnock at home, get that shite fixtures out the way. I have to say fair play to Russler83 who said he would take Celtic away first up. I think he was the only person um, that said he would t- happily take um, Celtic, although I do see Tom Bell in the comments also saying um, Celtic home or away. I get that Um, You know, people wanting to get that fixture done and dusted, but make that fixture 11 because I was speaking to an Everton fan at work um, this week and he was like, whenever the fixtures come out, I always look at the first like three, four, because if they're tough, you're always looking up for the next part of the season. You want to get points on the board and then you're either in the middle of the pack or you're looking down on everybody you've given yourself a bit of platform mm-hmm. uh, and one of the replies that we got to the tweet was from Connor Douglas who said he wants a strong run of lower half teams um I, as I was call- as I was calling it cannon fodder but I'll probably be made to eat my words on that and um, because of course we've got the group stages to worry about when we get to September so you do probably want a good run of fixtures before we get into well the playoff, of course, at the end of the month in August, and then the group games in September. Of course, there's an international break in September as well and um, that will be broken up there. <clears throat> so you really want to have the, the points on the board before the squad and the team are going to be stretched by that Sunday-Thursday run of games and where potentially injuries, fitness could catch up. Um, certainly, you know, maybe fitness you'd hope not by more meaning in terms of maybe the lack of experience from some of these players by playing those games in such quick succession um, so yeah I, I definitely think Connor hit the nail on the head there by wanting that that run of games certainly favourably mm-hmm. um, I, I want a home game first purely because if we're away second we've got our Works Barbecue on the 12th although that game could be moved to a Sunday if you get Hibs or Hearts because they're in European action on the the Thursday before, um, but there's a lot of us, of course, that will be at Tadri for the first home game of the season, so we'll be patching that barbecue if we're at home second. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean you you're going to be there, so uh, no, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, I would tend to agree with what your you your point about that. Corner said um, about getting easy games. Well, there's no easy games in football. Um, getting the point games where you're more likely to get a win so you can get points on the board however there's also on the flip side of that where maybe you want you know one or two of them get a win build the match sharpness and then a couple of the bigger ones maybe not like rangers but mm. uh hearts hibs big games where you think okay you've got a good chance here and um, because then if they come in uh then before you're playing sort of Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, and then you get some of the easier ones in, in the Sundays, then mm. there's more chance picking up points. I don't know. It's it going to be an interesting one. Um, on Instagram, because we also asked this on Instagram, rtg.podcast, uh, Amy Reed said, hearts at home so we can watch them fall apart uh, all over again, uh, which I liked. Connor Bruce said, pumping attendance FC. Rhys uh, <laughs> Matthew, Dundee away. I agree. I um, agree. And uh, Adam McCroy said Dundee United away. Well, <laughs> funny. Uh, and Rangers at home was a suggestion as well. That would, uh, would be tasty. It would be tasty.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and I, th- I think that point that you made uh, about Hearts and obviously Amy and Connor alluded to as well, um, beating them. Uh, going to pick up the point from Ewan first that's on screen just now. He said, we want to a nice build up to the European playoff tie, increasing difficulty to that point. Maybe like picking up on the pack, fact that you could play Hart second or third in the league because that would be just falling before our playoff but they would also have been playing Thursday games and um, so potentially they could have had a long European trip and um, I know that Hibs have got trip to Andorra or Faroes and um, awaiting them just now and um, I think that's all another going to be a key factor for us is how our fixtures work out and um, certainly once the European fixtures are are decided if we've got to do um you know we've got a long away trip and then we're traipsing down to Kilmarnock on a Sunday that's gonna be an absolute killer um for for us. So hopefully a few home games thrown in there after the the Thursday night exploits, especially the away um the away games uh in, in that as well. But I love this time of year seeing how you're you know, you you start thinking we, we do this a lot in the podcast as well, saying hey, that should be nine out of nine from the first three games. How many points, you know, do we need before the September international break? Where should we see ourselves around Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, in, it never goes to plan, um, but it, it's the fun of it. And again, Andy Wright also backing up that point. Um, having a hearts or hips would be decent first, so the guys get switched on quick and ready. Um, for Europe but I guess again Hearts and Hibs maybe certainly more Hibs would have one eye on on their European games coming up Um, Stephen also pointing out the fact that Reading are are in a bit bit of disarray in terms of looking players so there may be players that we could look to exploit from there My uh, team Yeah (laughs) in in terms of now the other question I asked as well on the backup on that that, um, fixture announcements was what is outside of the opening day fixture is the first like that you then go and look for, Callum, and what would be that in in your in your case?
1: Oh, there's so many to get excited about. Uh, Carry away, obviously. Uh, used to be Dundee night away last season. That was fun for a while, wasn't it? Uh, however, Dundee quite like it. Nice short journey. Uh, usually a good day out, and then also Hearts and Hibs away. Um, quite like quite like them, despite the fact that we always lose. So it's always just mm. pretty fun. Uh, never Celtic or Rangers away, uh, yeah. ever. And um, maybe more Rangers at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, for me the first ones I then tend to look at um, would be the actually the the festive fixtures. Who we've got before Christmas, Boxing Day, although it's never really Boxing Day anymore. Um, and then the New Year's game. Um, they were really shit this year, so hopefully we've got better next season. I always like a good a home game on Boxing Day and an away game on New Year. Uh, is is what I like. There's always the games you get good crowds at. Everybody's home mm-hmm. for Christmas and it's always a, a good day out as well. And then, yeah, I always look the same as you trip to the capital. Um, a few folk as well saying that they look out for games in and around their birthdays. Um, fortunately, when your birthday is before the season starts, it's normally a pre-season game really? um, on it. Um, although I think the only time I've ever played on my birthday was when I was in San Sebastian for the Real Sociedad game, um, and then of course uh, you and Dothy made the point as well that remember that when the fixtures are announced, um, certainly those that don't stay in Aberdeen and maybe look to be booking up travel, uh, remember to check with the what the dates of the European games are going to be because of course those games will all be moved to Sundays. Um, and of course, remember that Sky Sports, I'm sure, will um, do us over with a few fixture changes as well for, for TV. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. But yeah, we're getting close, Calm, to, to football being back. It's two weeks tomorrow. That the Of course, if you're, well, two weeks today, if you're listening on audio or catching up on this on, on Wednesday, that we play our first um, pre-season game domestically um, against mm-hmm. Turriff United. Tickets on sale um, at Madi's in Turriff. Um, Dean Donaldson's coaching at Banks D, but also if you email Turriff United directly, they'll send you their bank details. Seems really secure. Um, and then you can pay for your tickets and pick them up um, from Turriff on March day uh, as well. And then we travel to Fraserburgh two weeks on Saturday. Um, again, tickets available from the Butchers up in Fraserburgh or um, VT Wealth in Bridgeton um, I'm sure both games will be very well attended from both sets of fans uh, looking forward to getting back to watching football As am I but why is it all so backwards guys just sort yeah. of some sort of internet process surely Aberdeen can take the lead on that Yeah or just do <laughs> pay at the gate I don't understand I can't understand why Fraserburgh are because Fraserburgh have been doing that for a while for their bigger games I've had experience with that last season but I, I just don't understand why Turroth have made it so difficult up until recently. This is a good comment. Imagine if the don started
1: doing that and Dave would just picking newspaper J Moyer. Wouldn't be surprised. And you know
0: what? If it gets us another lane, Clark's in Clarkson, happy. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um so as I said, we'll be back. We'll do another live um next week, um, discussing the um fixtures, how the Dons are getting on in Portugal. Uh, I think we'll maybe be getting a game over there. Um, so we'll maybe see if we can find out some information around that and try and time it for that as well. But if you follow us on the socials, we'll get that information um, out to you. But I think, come for the first time in a long time do- doing these lives, we've had, you know, over three figures tuning in. So thank you very much um, for your support um, on the live tonight. and. We're closing in on 1,600 subscribers on YouTube. So if you are new to the channel for the first time tonight, uh, not only hit that like button, remember to hit that subscribe button as well and you'll get notified of all future videos. Uh, And Mark Leslie will look into that idea of doing a draft project episode based on the Craig Brown team as well. Thank you very much for your ideas. And if you do have any ideas for other content you would like us to produce or any suggestions you want us to discuss on future shows, drop us a DM directly um, or at the Twitter page or the Instagram page, which is rtg.podcast. Well, we um, love to hear your suggestions. And there was a few suggestions based on our previous Love Island chat. Um, I was going to claim it as a forfeit for you to get out of shaving your moustache instead, but maybe we should look at that for later on in, the, in this in this season.
1: Okay. I don't like this suggestion. <laughs> Can Callum get an image, in, image consultation, please? No, no. No more suggestions, please. We've had enough <laughs> suggestions now. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week on Red Tinted Classes.